All right, and we were recording. I don't know what episode this is. I think it's 11. Something like that. Maybe th- 12. Yeah, it's either. I think this week is 11, or, or this set of recordings is 11 and 12. Um, I did look at numbers last week when I updated. We're back up. We were back up on one of the episodes. I can't remember which one it was. Um, I still think the naming of the podcast is going to be a factor. Like if it seems intriguing, it might, it yeah. might boost some numbers. Um, again, we're kind of too early for me to like really start looking at that stuff, but we did get back up to like 11 or 12 downloads on one of the episodes from a couple of weeks, like three or four weeks back. Um, since that was probably about a month ago, <clears throat> but yeah, I think episode 11, maybe, um, dude, we're grooving. I, I get excited. I think one of the things that I noticed um, that I like about us doing the every other week and recording two episodes, um, it, it, I get excited to come and record the episodes because, like, obviously we see each other during the week at least once, um, but that's, like, with other friends and obviously the conversations aren't as deep most of the yeah. time. Like, we have deep conversations. So, yeah, I get excited. when I like the fact that, like, I like the structure of the two weeks per every other week recording. Yeah, and, and it, <clears throat> it gives us time to not have our – because it's like we weren't meeting for very long sometimes. Like, sometimes it would take us maybe an hour, yeah. an hour and 20 minutes to do the podcast, you know, and then you're leaving, and it's just like, man. Yeah, it was drove like all a, the way over here. Yeah, for it's not like that. a big, good <laughs> hangout. Yeah, cut like two yeah. hours to record a couple of episodes, that's good. And it does give us more time to think about whatever topics we're going to be discussing and stuff like that, which I don't think we have – I kind of have one topic that could be like a deeper – conversation uh we'll just kind of have to see where it goes but the other stuff is not very deep so we don't have super deep topics this week or next week but we could make it interesting i don't know um but yeah let's go ahead and get into it um i got the devo for this first week um part of the reason i want to do this devo at least for this episode was again like i said earlier um a buddy of mine has been going through some stuff and it's similar to stuff that I've been going through. Yeah. Um, so it was already something that was on my mind that I wanted to talk about because I had been kind of dealing with it the last week or so. Um, but then, you know, whenever I talked to him a little bit, I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely something that I want to bring up and talk about. Um, and it's just, it's so, it's hard to, it's hard to like define it and summarize it into one specific thing but the the best way to probably define it um was a song that i heard in church yesterday uh in the worship service and i'll tell you right now i'm gonna sound like a bad christian because i don't know what the song name is um (laughs) because i just don't listen to worship music a whole lot um and yes that's a horrible thing but (laughs) <laughs> it, <laughs> give and yeah. take give and take yeah we're gonna we'll get into that eventually because we're gonna do art like favorite artists and stuff like that and we'll talk about it but i just don't like i typically when i only listen to, i usually listen to worship music when i'm at church um the chorus was he won't if you know what that literally the whole chorus is he won't it's talking about like he won't and all this is that the he won't fail and all maybe that? yeah 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 um <clears throat> But it, so in that song, there's a verse, there's a specific line in a verse that talks about, that says that I have a piece that goes beyond understanding. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much like the summary of kind of the devotion, like what I want to talk about, because I've had a lot of unrest lately um, because of the job stuff, because of this, like 
obviously we've talked about the last couple of weeks that I'm, I'm going to, I'm looking into teaching and stuff like that. Uh, and even today was even a little more unsettling because I was, so I'm trying to pick, I'm trying to look at like different routes to go as far as teaching stuff like that. Cause again, ultimate goal is like, I would like to do prof- be a professor at college level yeah. maybe one day, um, whether that's theological stuff or not, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but that was always one of those dreams that I'd had kind of out of college, different routes. Um, and so, like, obviously teaching in schools, so like a high school or middle school or something, that yeah. that would probably be the easiest way to get experience because obviously you need it. Um, I was looking, I was like, well, like, what subjects am I going to want to, like, look at teaching or something like that? Obviously, my degrees are in, are ministry-driven, but they're in communications. Yeah. So, like, with communications, you have, obviously, communication classes, speech and stuff like that. But typically, a lot of high schools don't really offer – that it's more of like that's more of like extracurricular like if you have a speech class or i saw one there's actually you can do content testing in marketing no shot i'm gonna do marketing in a school anywhere around here so i've been thinking about it and i'm thinking like social studies or like like history or something like will probably be the easiest route yeah Uh, because that's something that i actually enjoyed i didn't care for how my teachers did it in high school because it was literally like open the book and read the chapter every single day um I like it more of like obviously like how like History Channel does and stuff like that, where it's like yeah. it really goes into the depth of it and it explains like why it was good and bad for our country or, or for whatever you're talking about. Um, I've also been thinking that because I've been watching Boy Meets World and uh, the the reboot of the Girl Meets World, the mm-hmm. reboot that they did, and, and in both of those instances, obviously, Miss, um, Mr. Feeney was the he was an English teacher. And Boy Meets World. Yeah. Uh, well, in the the rendition of it, uh, Corey is actually a history teacher <laughs> for his like daughter and 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 elementary and then high school or middle school and high school. And uh, my thing is, was like, I like that aspect of it because history gives you a lot of opportunities to actually incorporate life, like, and decision making, yeah. and, and like actually be able to help a kid understand you know, what's going on in the world and, and why it's important and stuff like that. So I like that. Also, can't stand English. I was good at math, but it's been so many years since really I did math. I don't <laughs> want to teach it, yeah. I, I give a lot of props for Miss Rhonda for teaching it for so many years. But So social studies is one of the routes that I'm looking at. Well, I was literally just before um, looking at, like, job. there's no job openings anywhere around for stuff like that, which I don't expect to be teaching next month yeah. but there are ways that i can teach really fast like i don't have to be i don't have to do what Haley did or what emily's doing it's just like go to school for it yeah because i have a degree i can do the alternate programs and you can actually start teaching pretty quick with those like i have a buddy um that is a coach and a teacher and he didn't have his certs at all he didn't have any of his certs or anything um before he started teaching he did it after he got into the school hmm. a lot of that's because teachers are so need so much needed and so they were like yeah if you if you're gonna start on immediately then yeah we'll go ahead and hire you then and so he did it like his first year of teaching basically so there are different routes that i can do that i could like get in really quick but there's no openings or anything like that um so like that was just kind of added on to the whole stress of anxiety of like what's going to go on what am i going to be doing yeah um i got bills to pay all that kind of stuff like it's been a struggle um and so my anxiety has been like off and on through the roof. Um, and I think we talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, 
that like newfound perspective that I had of like going back and forth teeter totter on the following Christ and then just kind of being stagnant stuff like that. Um, that has helped a lot. However, it's like I don't I don't need to, but I almost view it as like two different things. Like that's like my spiritual life, and then this is just like work life, and so I I'm anxious about this. This isn't really helping. You know, the spiritual aspect yeah. of it is not helping. Obviously, that's not how it should be. Obviously, my spiritual life should be influencing and helping out in my work life, personal life, everything like that. I just sometimes view different, and so like it doesn't help all the time. Um, but that's where my verses come in. Uh, a, a lot of verses about peace, because again, the song talked about a peace of uh, that that is overwhelming. Overwhelming is outside of understanding. Yeah. Like you don't know why you're so peaceful, but you are. Um, which is the aspect of like that's what the relationship of God is supposed to be. It's He's supposed to give you peace that you just sometimes can't understand like when you shouldn't have peace at all um there's so many verses about peace oh, yeah. um the couple that i pulled out was just psalms 29 11 and it says may the lord give you strength uh give strength to his people may the lord bless his people with peace uh and then isaiah 26 verse 3 says you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you obviously i know the christian answer the the sunday school answer is you know focus on your walk with god and he'll give you peace that's so hard when you're not in a peaceful situation to understand like it's it's very hard to understand that it's nice to under it's easy to understand it when yeah it's like everything's going good so it's like yeah i got peace yeah but it's like when you are struggling and you do have anxiety and all this stuff it's like that is the absolute best thing for you to do is like okay just focus on god it's like great like you know the answer (laughs) doesn't mean it it's easy yeah it's still hurt it's still hard and you still have these anxious thoughts like i still have all these this mental like anxiety that goes on and like so like while you were thinking about that i I, a verse came to mind and i had to google it because i'm i'm not a theologian and don't know my bible verses i google verses all the time but (laughs) this is out of this is uh philippians 4 uh 4 6 and 7 and it says do not be anxious about anything but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god Mm. and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in jesus christ in christ jesus and now i remember why that verse came to mind was because we just, you know, we just celebrated Thanksgiving, and uh, we were supposed to go to Missouri to, you know, see Emily's aunt and stuff. But Emily mm-hmm. kind of got sick, and with everything that she's going through, we didn't want to get her sick while, while she's dealing with stuff. And so, um, we ended up staying in Arkansas with her other grandparents, and that is on their bathroom wall in a fo- in a framed photo. And it just came to mind while you were talking about that, because, like you said, you don't understand why you're peaceful when something either horrible or there's just so much going on, and and you know, we're, we're kind of in that right now. You know, there's been a lot of stuff happening in our family, you know, me and Emily. And uh, it's just kind of like, which I, I know, I guess I process things differently. Because, um, like, I was talking to Garrett about it. I was like, you know, all those things, you know, that, that clearly aren't going the way we planned. Mm. But yet I can look at it and I'm like, okay. Not like not like I have no care for that person or anything or whatever's happening. Um, but I'm just like you know, you get told the news and it's just kind of like, okay. And, and you like, you're like, oh, that news is supposed to break you down. That news is supposed to make you sad, you know? And like you're saying, it, it's just, you're in that moment and it's just like, okay, like God's got it. Yeah. Like, 
it's taken me a very long time to get to this point. And, and I know there will be something that happens to me, you know, in the future that will, will halt that, mm. you know, cause it, while these things do affect me, they don't affect me super personally, you know, due to like, maybe I don't know that person very long or it's not too big of a deal with whatever happened. But even other things, it's just like, you know, like when we're dealing with Emily's college and how we're going to pay for it and all this stuff. I mean, you're talking thousands of dollars. I ain't got mm. thousands sitting in the bank. I mean, like, me like, <laughs> and it's just kind of like, it's okay. You know, like, I think it's also very helpful that you have Emily. Like that's, so like like obviously our lives are very different yeah um never in my wildest dreams i would think that i would be older and not married or have a good job and you would have a good job at <laughs> younger um didn't plan didn't see that coming in high school um but yeah you, i mean you have a very stable job you have a very stable relationship um those two things are massive yeah like again i i tend to like and again, as Christians, we shouldn't do this, but I tend to sometimes separate my faith and my religious like yeah. beliefs and it's my hard. regular life yeah. stuff, work, relationships, stuff like that. So it's like, yes, I can be strengthening myself in my spiritual life. Um, but again, it's like when I get in that mental state of like separating the two, it's like I don't have either of the two main things in life on the left, you know, the yeah. work or the work and relationships. I don't have either of those at the moment, which is like, obviously that's the biggest stressful thing, um, to not be where you are and not even know where you're going to be or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, that has been the toughest thing for me lately because it's like, yes, I am growing better in my walk. And like, I do see that side strengthening. Um, I know that as that strength, like I know mentally as that gets stronger, yes, it'll feed into the real world stuff, yeah. uh, the work and the relationships and stuff like that. But it's like my anxiety just mainly becomes like, okay, when is it going to happen? You know, yeah. like I'm doing this stuff. I'm doing it. I know I need to be patient, but it's like, I don't have a lot of patience at the moment, yeah. uh, you know? Uh, and that makes it, and it makes it worse when, you know, you have bills and right. responsibilities and stuff like that. But. And, and you know, I love that, you know, in, in the Bible, it doesn't give us detailed descriptions on how to handle these things in life. Mm. The detailed description is trust in the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's it. That's it. You just got to trust yeah, in Him. there's no five-step There is plan. no, there is no, you know, five-step, <laughs> nine-step, nine-week. You know, there's no, pro it's one step. And so, you know, I'm, I'm glad you get to share that with me. I, I didn't, I, I kind of know that you're going through that stuff. I didn't know how much it's been hitting you. You know, I should probably reach out to you more often. But, you know, like, it's nice to, to have that conversation because, no, it you is. know. I mean, because, well, obviously, I've always been a proponent of, like, the more you talk about it, the less power it has over you kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, absolutely. I, that, that was one thing I wanted to talk to my buddy about. Um, cause, so, he, he's kind of just going through, like, a state of loneliness. He just ended a relationship with, like, a girlfriend of many years and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he's like everybody, you know, all of my other friend group in Dallas, like we're all spread out. Like he doesn't have close friends around, obviously his work buddies and stuff like that. But like the, the group that we are, we're all spread out. We're not around each other. Um, so it's kind of hard to just like, Oh, well, let's just go hang out. I mean, you can't really do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and so he, he just kind of like messaged us. He's like, man, he's like, I've been struggling just with different stuff on and off. And 
I feel where he's at. Obviously, the loneliness yeah. aspect of it. Um, and I realize this. I've I've been having like mental therapy sessions with myself uh, <laughs> because one, it's like I stay up so late because my sleep schedule. I don't have a job, so my sleep schedule is so jacked up. up. I'm gonna start calling you when I wake up. Um, like, Let's go do something. <laughs> but but so like I'm I'll be laying in bed and obviously like my mind's working and so I'm like. Well, let's just try and, you know, figure some stuff out. Um, because, one, I, I think, obviously, therapy is a great thing. Um, I would love to actually go to therapy because I think it would help a lot. But you, you boys, not I don't have the resources for that at the moment. Um, but so I've, I've been thinking about it. And, like, so one of the things was when I watched um, the reboot uh, of Boy Meets World, um, it's, it's a – Basically, it, no, it's like a teenage show. Like yeah. it's like what we watched in high school or, or like junior high, high school. It's a very, it's a coming of age. Um, it follows Corey and Topanga's daughter uh, and her friend and like their group of friends and stuff like that. I love the show. Um, it's not something that a normal guy in his twenties would probably watch, but like obviously I'd watch Boy Meets World, so I wanted to watch that because it came out a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed the show, and I was like, "Dude, I was like, why do I like the show so much? Because this is this is really like a kid it. show." Um, I found comfort in the friendships that they had, yeah. Because obviously, it's what Boy Meets World was, where it's every episode has like a super deep emotional story, and there's a meaning to everything, and like all this stuff. So it gets mushy and corny at times and stuff like that. But like yeah. the underlying friendships that they had was a very close knit group, and I was like. The reason I think that I like this show so much, because there's only like two or three seasons of it, um, but I'm like, I like this show. I enjoy watching the show. And I was like, because it's the relationships that they have. And it, there's, And I found that, and I think this kind of goes along with a lot of what I watch and, and like TV, because I, I love TV and movies. No. I've always loved TV and movies. Um, when it comes to TV, I specifically love sitcoms. There's a reason for that, and I kind of figured it out um, over these like therapy sessions with myself. <laughs> um, I am drawn to the safety of the friendship groups that sitcoms typically have, because I can watch that show and it can like basically take me out of all of my own drama and anxiety of real life. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, that's what shows are supposed. That's what TV and and. T, uh, movies and stuff are supposed to do this supposed to kind of draw you into them and you know get you immersed into the world um but yeah I, I i figured that i was i figured out that i have a very um strong desire to like stay in that world because it allows me to not have to worry about my own you know yeah. um which is tremendously unhealthy <laughs> if you actually like deep what you're doing and what you like like i'm trying to run away from my own life my own anxieties and all that stuff and just kind of like focus on that um and i realized i was like man i was like why is that like such a big issue for me um and i figure and obviously there's probably a lot of different aspects to it but i figure that the only way that that changes is when my real life actually gets better than or equal to what the sitcom <laughs> life is basically right. like which I, that's a dream that's never going to happen obviously but i think i'm so far into my anxieties at the moment that like i'm really reaching for the the show aspect of like the like the friend groups of friends and stuff on the shows 
Um, and so w- when my buddy was talking about th- his like kind of loneliness and anxiety, I was like, dude, I feel that. I was like, I've been binging the heck out of these shows because I feel comfortable in them and, and it allows me to escape reality for a little bit. Yeah. Um, you find so quickly in those times that you're never alone. You know, like, like, especially like when I was younger, I always, I always tried to single myself out. So that way, you know, people would, I guess maybe would feel bad for me as in like, no, nobody loves me. I'm all alone. I have to do everything by myself, you know, kind of stuff. And then you, you, of course, you know, that's a childish mentality of it. You know, now that I've grown, whenever I do share those problems, you find out just how quickly you know, somebody else is dealing with that. Mm. And then you immediately confide in each other. Like it, it just happens. And I, and I think it happens that way for a reason. You know, I think God created us to do that, to seek companionship, whether it's with a friend or uh, a girl, girlfriend, whatever wife, you know, like to seek that comfort and that those bring you closer. Cause clearly you're really close with this guy, you know, whoever it is, you know, and, and you're really close with me. And so like, while I might not be going through the same things, me and you have shared things that were like, whoa, you do that too? And it's mm. like, oh, you struggle with that? And so all of a sudden, now we talk about it and confide in each other. And so I, it's just, I always find it funny when it just kind of clicks, you know, and you're like, oh, somebody else struggles. And oh, yeah. We that, can struggle together. <laughs> there was, there, 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 I'm telling you, that sh- again, the Boy Meets World reboot stuff, like obviously Corey is the teacher in the show. Yeah. Um, he makes everything a life lesson. He's a history teacher. And he makes everything a life lesson, basically. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the main lessons that they always had, and it like went throughout the kind of show um, as the seasons went on, was the meaning of life, and it was people change people, and, and it was, yeah. and that that is true. You know, obviously that's a they're not basing any of this stuff on a Christian perspective, um, but I mean that that's the fact of that's what fellowship is all about. That's why it's important to be in involved in a church and have a group of friends that are Christians, you know, like-minded because that is the best way to get out of, you know, whatever funk or anxiety or or issues you're kind of going through. Um, And so, yeah, it's very personal. The other thing that, that the other big lesson that one of the episodes would talk about that I really liked and I want to try and implement it. Um, they were in like a health class or something. And he's talking, and and the gym teacher, health teacher, whatever, uh, was saying he's like, obviously he's like you can't control everything that happens around you. So the only two things you control is your body and your mind. Yeah. It's like what you're putting into your body, what you're putting into your mind, and what you're letting leave your body and mind, kind of thing. Um, that's something that I like. I know I need to do this, and I really need to start doing it. Is, um, outside of like day-to-day life like getting a job working and stuff like that um there's two things that i need to be doing and one is obviously reading the bible yeah. that's the mind side of it um that will help me strengthen my faith strengthen my mental state all that kind of stuff um but then the second is working out yeah that'll help like that literally like those two things very simple if i can do those every day or i probably wouldn't work out every day but at least like two or three times a week probably no but like you do those things and you've got your mind under control and you got your body under control yeah those are the only two things i can really control at this point you know um and like like that you know emily talked to me you know about that and she's like hey look you know we've been 
pretty lazy. You know, we, we got into the already. want to work out? <laughs> we're not working out yet. Like, Dang working it. out, working out. But, like, today, like, we got up early, and, and we went on a walk together. Mm. One, it's great. We get to spend our mornings together. You know, we get to get up, take our time. You know, like, because normally I'm the, I'll wake up 7-ish, mm. before, between 7 and 7.15, because I have to be at work at 8, and I will be ready and out the door by 7.30 most oh, days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I get ready quick. I can shower quick. I'm hitting the road. I'm good. Like, let's go for the day, you know, and be done. And, but, like, you know, we found that, like, it's very easy to fall into an unhealthy, like, not even a so, like, so-called unhealthy, just a lifestyle that's not good for you. You mm-hmm. know, like, as in, like, I'm, I was bad about, you know, buying sodas. So, like, when I realized how expensive they were, I just kind of quit buying them. But, like, I'll buy them on sales and stuff still. But even still, probably shouldn't have a soda every day, you know, mm-hmm. kind of deal. And so, like, you know, I mean, we literally started it this morning. So, like, we're not, you know, consistent in it yet. And we had gone on a couple walks in the mornings before, but, you know, it was one of those things like Emily's about to have to start getting up next semester to go student teach. So Mm. she has to be at the school when the kids are at the school and teach, you know, like that's the thing. And so like, it was one of those things that like, it's like, okay, let's go ahead and prepare ourselves, you know, for the day. Like it gives us time to, you know, and like this morning, like we listened to a little bit of worship music on our phone, I think it was. And not like we were focusing on God solely in that point because it was so freaking cold and we were more just like, we just got like, like, let's just make this lap. Let's just make this lap. Let's, you know, cause it's like, it's so easy, you know, we're, you know, probably, well, I think it was about half a mile. I think my watch tracked us in at like half a mile, you know, and, and walking that out real quick. And it's just like, just a little step, you know, we're having to start small because hmm. one, like, like, yes, I know I'm physically capable of more. And so is she, but there's also a way to, burn yourself out mm. right away and so we don't want to do that but you're just walking around your the yeah house, just property? A, just around the property you know we got a nice little you know as i say it's nice it's a gravel road so like i'm freaking rolling my ankle every few steps but like you know it's just one of those things you know we talked about it and we're like look hey you know we haven't been living the best lifestyle of we can get very slothful very lazy very quickly because it's very fun and very easy to do mm. you know it's very easy for me to come home and sit on the couch for hours mm. and not wake up early and stuff but little steps you know like that and so you know it's like, like that's something we started doing literally today and so i was gonna tell you about it later but tell no, you about no, it yeah. now i was gonna say yeah i mean it worked so. i mean th- yeah that's one of those like and again like talking back to the, the anxieties and like what me and my buddy are going through and stuff like that it's the stuff that we're anxious about is out of our control yeah a lot of the time um you know um i can't will somebody to give me a job i can't yeah. you know like i'm applying i just applied to a, a letourneau job position again that i'd applied to like back in august but the position still open so i applied again yeah um i was even a little i wasn't petty but i was like they were like have you applied to a position at letourneau before i said yes this one <laughs> like back in august um but no so i'm like, like there's still because again like i don't know like looking at the jobs like that like yes the teacher there's a lot of schools that like you hear all the time like teachers are so needed so needed but like here down in little old east texas not needed as much like Like, yeah they're needed but you know not every teacher gets to teach the subject they want yeah yeah and and that's the hard part too because it's like i have to content test about something i got to figure out which one's the best one for me for a job opportunity stuff like that um but yeah, it, like, but again, it's like stuff like that's just out of my control. Like if there's not a position open, there's not a position open, yeah. you know? Um, and again, like East Texas is school, small schools like around here. Um, teachers are like teachers for life kind of thing, yeah. you know? Like bigger schools, your bigger schools will have the 
kind of in and out revolving door sometimes yeah. the teacher. But dude, like, like I mean, I remember, like my dad gone high school and elementary, like they are still the they're same. They're still teachers. there. Yeah, the teachers <laughs> Ronda I just had retired. Yeah, the <laughs> teachers I had are still there. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's like that's the hard part about it is like. You just kind of got to get in the right moment. Yeah. Um, but again, it's like so many of the stuff is just out of my control. Um, and so let me try. Uh, so my goal is to try and focus on what I can control. You yeah. know, um, that's what I'm going to try and take away from it. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I can control these two things, which again, we, I understand. I know Christian answer. If I focus on God, yeah. it will fix everything. I got <laughs> that. But it's like, even though if I can I don't think that at the moment, like if I just, focus on the two things that I absolutely can control, like reading my Bible every day and working out no. at least a couple of times a week. Um, that'll create a healthier lifestyle automatically, you know? Uh, and I know that if I start doing that, it'll just then feed into other aspects. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, like that, that's the advice I have. That's for the, anyone who's dealing with anxiety. It's like, obviously yes, anxiety is very real. And sometimes it's, sometimes it needs medical some, attention. Sometimes it's a lot harder than just changing, yeah. you know, a few small things. Um, but you know, you know, the Bible is non-specific for a reason. Yeah. It doesn't give you a 10 step plan to fix your anxiety yeah. or fix your life. It just says focus on God and everything kind of falls into place. Yeah. And, you know? and it, like you said, you know, there's not a, not a plan for it. So sometimes, yeah, all it does require is focusing on God and giving things over to God, really mm-hmm. seriously letting go. But sometimes it does require medical attention and that you need to go seek help, you mm-hmm. know? So definitely, I'm not trying to say it. You know, I don't want to say that, you know, if you take medicine, you're just taking the easy way. No, that's not the case. Sometimes it does require that, you know? So that's out there for anybody who might seriously need help. All right. So, so do you want to do switching plans? Do you want to do top 10 movies or do you want to do the f- top five? I don't It was kind of a top five, the work stories. So I, I don't really worst. have a ton of work stories, oh, honestly. You do because <laughs> you've, you've worked with people that are more your age. I have had... How does that deal with bad work stories? Well, like, like, I'm not talking about, like, people. I'm talking about just, like, like most of my, like, no, okay, here's the, none of my work story. we'll get to it eventually. If we don't do it this episode, it'll be next episode. Yeah. Um, my work stories don't involve people, oh. per se. It's what we did. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's hear them then. Let's do work okay, stories. Okay, so we'll do work stories. Yeah. Okay, top ten movies I'm going to just throw them episode. off the top of my head because I, yeah, I didn't okay. write these out. So this is kind of, it's not, it's a modified top ten. It's like a top five because yeah. I didn't, I personally have enough to do a top ten. <laughs> I didn't know if you did or not. So I was like, let's yeah. just do like a top five if we can do it. No, okay, so basically top five worst work stories. Uh, and I have them all off the dome. Like, I know exactly what I'm <laughs> going to say. Um, most of them are at DBU. Of course. Uh, if not, I think all of them might be at DBU. Um, actually, there's like, uh, again, I have more than just five. There's a runner-up that I could say that was at my most recent job, Sealmaster. Um, and it wasn't that it was like a bad day. It was just yeah. hard. And we're not bad-mouthing any companies that we no, work no, no, for. No, no again, all of mine are... <laughs> The, the, like just what the severity of the work, not the business I was working yeah. for or the people. Because I lo- literally, that was what kept me at DBU was the guys that I worked around. Yeah. Um, but DBU sucked when, <laughs> <laughs> when it came to work. And my and if any of my DBU buddies are listening, they're going to laugh because they'll know because all of them were a part of these stories. So, for starters, these are not ranked top like one to five, but these are just all like the, five the collective five worst that I remember. Yeah. So, like... I got hired um, in December 
of like the, the basically the semester before I graduated with my undergrad. Uh, and then I was a full-time employee all While through doing my graduate program. Yeah. Right. So I'm a part-time employee, just got hired. Uh, good thing is, great thing about DBU, and a lot of companies do this, uh, they bought you your boots and they gave you your clothes yeah. and stuff like that. Well, so I had just got, again, early December. Um, actually, I think I, I started working like the day before graduation in December. Um, not mine, but just the graduation yeah. that was happening. Uh, so then we went on, you know, a week, week and a half hiatus, uh, cause I was part-time full-timers had to put in time yeah. to go on vacation, to go on holiday vacation, stuff like that. I was part-time. So I was off for two. I was like, I'm going back to the house, you know, uh, East Texas. But so I came back, I got my boots, got brand new boots. If you've ever worked in boots, Ugh. you know, it takes, I think the general's like 80 to a hundred hours to break in, to fully yeah. break in. Also, something that I didn't know, because, again, this pair of boots was, like, one of the first actual work pair of boots I've ever owned, owned. you know? Because I had worked part-time in a shoe store, but it was it was a sports shoe yeah, store. Yeah, you're not and wearing them. You're not I'm working not, in them. This was the first, like, physical blue-collar job I'd ever had. Yeah. Uh, DB Grounds. So, I'm in my boots, and I've got, and I'm, I got steel-toe lace-up boots on. So, mm. they're like 20 pounds each. They're heavy, thick. I wasn't told, oh, you don't... Because they said we don't require steel-toe, but we encourage it, because obviously we work around some machinery and stuff yeah. like that. Um, never again would I ever get steel-toe, because it's not, oh, it's it's not so worth it. Heavy. Oh, it's not so worth it. heavy. It was heavy, also cold, Yep. So my toes are, and, and I have bad circulation in my feet already. So <laughs> freezing feet all the time, all through winter, never again would I do that. But so I just got my boots l- maybe a day or two before. So not broken in. They don't feel bad. They're comfortable, but they're not broken in. They're not formed to my foot yet. Something I didn't know was that like when you're breaking in boots, you don't want, you, you want to walk on as flat ground as you possibly can. Because if you start to walk on like hills or sideways or like, you know, where your foot's turned a little bit, that'll control how it forms to your foot. And you want it as proper as it can be. And so you want to be walking flat ground and, you know, not doing anything stupid, crazy. Well, so I believe it was the week of or before Christmas, they had had a big, big rainstorm. And oh, there was ice. a mudslide oh. on one of the biggest hills on campus. Oh, and it was like one of the front ones that you go into when you're going into the campus, going up to the top of the hill is that one right there. I think at, n- not the entire hill, but parts of that hill are rated at like 42, 43 degree slope, Jeez. which is aggressive. Like that's, yeah. that's aggressive. Um, so mudslide happened. So like that the week after, um, we were digging out, you know, digging all of it out. That was a fun week because we were in Gators and we were just going back and forth, running dirt, like all of that. Fine with that. Later, obviously, they dug it all out. They put, packed it with new dirt. Well, then we had to lay sod. That was my first ever time laying sod. So, first of all, if you've never laid sod, it sucks. Don't, I don't recommend Pay it. Pay someone else. Um, first ever time laying sod. Second, we're on a 42 to 43 degree slope. 40 at most for most of the slope. Um, and I think that day we had to lay, because there was a good amount of it. There was probably, I was, again, I was part-time, but I worked my schedule to where I had classes in the afternoon. So I was working every single morning, all yeah. morning long. So it's a five-hour morning that I was working. Because um, I wanted the hours and I wanted the money. Um, but so I'm working all day with it. We had a couple part-timers in and out. Uh, but we probably had 10 to 12 guys consistently there between full-timers and, and part-timers. We probably did 
10 to 12 pallets of sod, which is a mm. lot if you don't know. Um, worst part about it, it started to rain. <laughs> and it was cold in December and it was rainy. That was my first ever experience of it, like laying sod, working in boots, uh, forming boots, all that stuff. It was horrible. That immediately, that was one of the first things I did on grounds was that. It was terrible. One of the worst things I ever did. So that was one of the top five. Uh, made, got a lot of life lessons because my boots did kind of form. They didn't form horribly, but they could have formed a lot better because yeah. we were there for like two, three days on that hill. Um, so majority of my forming my boots was on that hill, which sucked. Um, but yeah, ma- made me learn a few life lessons uh, about that. And I was grateful for it. But yeah, that that was being introduced into grounds like that is just terrible. So another story we had one time we had, so do you know what Nellies are? So um, the tree? They're bushes. Yeah. They're, so they're Nelly bushes. We, they're like the kind of tall, they're prickly yeah. and sharp as piss. That That's what a Nelly is. It's, <laughs> it's, they can come in little bushes or kind of like what looks like a Christmas tree. Like they can be like eight, 10 foot tall, depending on what we did. At DBU, we did a lot of like six to eight foot tall Nellies. And it, I mean, it kind of, lo- it was the shape of a Christmas tree, but it's yeah. the prickly pokey well, shank you kind of leaves all on them. <laughs> Planting those in general was just awful. You literally, you would take your shirt off and just pokes and prickles everywhere on your body. Like, because it was, you couldn't avoid it. Um, this was when I was full-time and we'd had a big group of full-time guys. We probably had like five guys with us and we were all full-timers. They required us to plant, I think it was 32 of those bushes behind the library. The bad thing was behind the library takes out all the wind that you might feel on a hot summer day. Mm, it was a hot nice. summer day. It was at least 100 degrees, and we were in a swamp of humidity because we were literally right up against yeah. the wall behind the thing. And we were, and so like we were all like, okay, well, we each got to plant like four. It was like four or five that we each had to plant basically to get done. Um, that was terrible. I, I, can't tell, I couldn't tell you that I'd ever sweat that much in my life. Uh, because you, you there's no breeze whatsoever. Yeah. Like if you ste- literally if you stepped 15 feet backwards, you could feel a breeze because it was the driveway that went behind the LC, the library. No, and so you could feel that breeze. As soon as you got up to the wall, it was just nothing. It was terrible. <laughs> then another oh, time, awful. one of the, one so of the, number three or number two. Yeah, sorry. so that was number two. Okay. Uh, again, not in order. Just they suck. Just went, um, yeah. A third option was so we had to do. DBU was known as a um, what was it called an arboretum? Yeah. Um, so it means that we're like a, a tree campus kind yeah. of thing. Um, You're pretty. <laughs> with an arboretum status, you have to plant a certain amount of trees every year, and we usually met that. Like we we planted, I, I mean, give or take every year, we probably planted fifty trees. That's insane. Um, it was only required to be like five <laughs> to be an arboretum, but DBU went above and beyond all the time. Well, there was one, there was actually a couple years, um, but we only had to deal with it one year. Uh, the city donated 250 trees. They're like, no, thank you. To DBU. <laughs> uh, and their plan was to, have you ever been to DBU? You've been to DBU, yeah. right? Their plan was to go, so you know how we had a main gate entrance and then the um, south gate entrance? Yeah. And it was like, it made a right angle basically where the road was. Yeah. Their plan was to go from entrance to entrance all along the perimeter. Oh, Lord. And plant these trees all along the perimeter. Not only did we have to by hand 
dig every hole because for some reason they didn't want to use the mini X because well, their, their reasoning was technically valid. They didn't want to like, because obviously you have, we had a bunch of pipes and stuff yeah. and they don't want mini X. They don't want to jack too. up something. Yeah. Uh, no, there's no kind They just didn't want to like accidentally rip a pipe or something like that. Valid. However, we were You're, the ones that planted them. And so we know where the pipes are. Like I was like, come on. I'm like, and, yeah. and our boss at the time, Johnny, a mastermind on the mini X, he could have done it easily. Um, but no, so we had to, first of all, we had to dig every single hole, 250 trees. That's insane. And on an average day, we had maybe 10 guys total, like working all together. But before we had to dig every hole, we had to do the irrigation for it. There was no irrigation. There was no irrigation lines out there. We had to oh, trench all of it. Lord. Our trencher broke halfway through. <laughs> so we then had to by hand trench it. Now, luckily... He started it. Uh, once our trencher broke, um, Johnny would basically do like the rough outline of the trench with the mini X, but he would only go like a foot down when we needed to go three, two or three. Oh, because again, Lord. he did. We had like main pipelines out there yeah. that we tied our all of our water lines into. Yeah. So he's like, I don't want to mess them up, but I'm like, cool, whatever. Um, so we had to by hand trench. And I'm telling you, that's like, if you go from uh, entrance to entrance, that's at least three-fourths of a mile. Like, I guarantee you that's three-fourths of a a mile. It's a long ways. Um, Yeah, it's a lot. Um, And so, trenching that by hand was, it took us two and a half weeks just just to trench it, and then we did the planting. Mm. That was it. That was probably the worst. I can't remember when it was, but I know it was cold. Because like we had hoodies, it wasn't horrible, but we had hoodies on, and every now and then there was it was like, okay, this sucks. Like we were really yeah. cold, so it was definitely during the winter time. I can't remember if it was before or after Christmas. So was that number three? Yeah, number four. One of my, oh, I'm saving that one for last. Uh, number four is probably just scalping season in general. Yeah. Um. So our campus, we, we did scalping season. If you don't know is the winter time. Um, so you have different grass types for the summer and the winter. We always had uh, Bermuda was pretty much the whole campus. Yeah, um, except bougie, a few, that's bougie grass. Yeah. Except a few specific places. Bermuda, Bermuda was usually pretty much our whole campus. Um, but for the winter we had rye grass. Yeah. If you don't know what rye grass is, it's the really stringy green, like almost weed looking like grass. It, it, it grows really, really full and looks yeah. nice. It's also one of the few grasses that stays green in the winter. Like it's meant to be green during the winter. Campus loved that. They wanted the parts wanted of it green. This is the thing. They didn't want the whole campus to be green. They wanted parts of the campus to be green. Doesn't make sense. Oh no, it's dumb. <laughs> so stupid. literally, so all of the big hills and, and big like fields that we had were, were, were not dead. They were dormant. The, we didn't ride them or anything. And so they were brown and gray for all of the winter season. However, the strip that went up going into the campus and then the entire top of the campus, so like in front of all the buildings and stuff, that they wanted to be green while everything else was brown. Again, don't understand why. Like it didn't really look pleasing aesthetically and i know that was what they wanted but i'm like it doesn't look good like you have brown here and then green there it doesn't make sense just have it all brown and be fine um but so we had to so we had to scalp every year uh for the winter time and we usually did it a month or two before you know really started to get cold 
um, because again, you need you, you need to scalp it super low and then go ahead and plant the seeds. That way, they have yeah. time to grow. Um, that <sighs> scalping sucked <laughs> because scalping is exactly what it sounds like. Is you're putting your mower on a low setting. We didn't scalp super low. Generally, we did like one and a half or two, which no. isn't bad for scalping. Typically, you do like a half if you want to scalp or like a one, which is like dirt basically. Yeah. Um, we always kept it at like two because the again and, and it made never no it never any made any sense because it's like up top we it was always a decision from up top don't know who up top is basically it's like the vps and stuff but they never wanted the campus to look bad so they wouldn't allow us to scalp lower because it would make the campus look bad but it's like if you want it done properly yeah you gotta it has make it to look be, bad. it has to look bad for a little time it, yeah. it'll only look bad like, for all maybe the videos a couple I weeks watch of these guys that mow their lawn and they'll, they'll like scalp it yeah, down to where it's nothing and then put dirt to basically on top make of it dirt yeah but we didn't they didn't want it because they wanted it to look <laughs> it makes decent. no sense oh no it didn't so many decisions didn't make sense um but so we had to then so we're scalping low but obviously when you're scalping you have to bag everything oh, because there's Lord. so much clippings and stuff. So literally, we would bag and we'd had a trailer that we just dump our bags into. Dude, when I tell you like the the amount of scalping we did, um, and one of the worst years I remember it vividly. It was like my last year there. Um, we had to scalp. Oh no no no! It wasn't. It was we we'd been done scalping and the rye had started to grow in. Well, for some reason I don't know why, but they had left. Oh, I know exactly why. Backtrack. <laughs> like I said, as a full-timer, you had to put in your time for Christmas and stuff like that. Full-timers were only allowed to take one week off yeah. during the Christmas time. So you either took off the week before Christmas, or I'm sorry, the week of Christmas, or the week after Christmas, which was like the new year. Yeah. Um, that was that was the only option So because they always needed some guys there for that next week. Well, the I can't even remember who all it was, cause I'm not, but I wouldn't name names anyway. But... I was a part of the group that took the first week off and came back the second week. Um, and when we got back, again, rye was already grown in. Scalping was done. Like, we, we were in rye season. And, again, rye grows thick, and it's annoying to cut. It's annoying to weed eat. I hate weed eating ryegrass. But um, it grows pretty fast. I mean, it's it's meant to grow in cold, wet conditions. And if you have a couple of days of cold, wet, it can get out of hand really quick. Well, the week before, the people who were there just decided not to cut anything. They didn't cut the grass. They didn't cut the rye or anything. And we had had like three or four days of rain that nice. week that they didn't cut. Which, again, I, I understand to the point because it's like it's raining so you can't yeah. cut. But at least we'd eat something, like something. So when we got back, literally the rye grass was three times the size it was supposed to be. Um, I remember vividly because, again, when we do rye... Again, if it's wet, it's disgusting. It stains everything. So we have to be super careful when we're cutting around campus up top because where the rye is because, like, sidewalks, they, Staining the they would get off. mad yeah. at us if the sidewalks were stained and stuff. Um, so because it had rained a couple of days, it was super wet, so we had to be super careful. And then also because it was so high, we had to bag it because it was going to leave too much because they didn't like to leave like the fatch and, and leftover yeah. stuff um so we either had to mulch it up a couple of times or bag it well it was so thick there's no shot you're like just mulching it in like there's so much so like okay we had to bag it i remember it was one of the sections for reference that i that i mowed and we had, and again when you're mowing it you can't ride mow yeah. obviously because when i'm wet you you 21 which is a push mower 
Uh, it's a 21-inch blade. So a section that was probably twice the size of like the living room kitchen area. Okay. So, so may- like so maybe like the whole apartment. So like a, a 30 by 30. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Try to get some perspective to people. It's a very kind of square. Yeah. Very clean. When you mow it and you mow it well, it looks good. Just clean. It took me three hours to mow that one section. Good lord. I mowed it four and a half times. Not That's four and a half nuts. times. Four times. And then like the last one, I was just getting up extra fat and stuff. That That's I, nuts. Three and a half hours to mow that one section. A normal day, like even with rye. take you like. A normal day is max 45 minutes, you know, and that's if I'm just kind of like super walking it slow. Yeah. Yeah. That was how bad it was. That's nuts. I hated rye season. I hated, I hated scalping all that stuff. So that was always up there in the worst. Now the worst that I can physically remember, um, at, at grounds was, so we'd had, uh, you remember the big pond that was like right there at the beginning of the campus. Um, well, they had decided like before this that they had had a plan. They made a trail that went from like there all through up and down the campus. Um, the trail itself was a heck of a time. Um, but during that, like as the process of the trail got done, uh, we then had to like sod all the way down the trail. Yeah. Uh, well, we had been doing it like off and on. You know, it probably took us like total of like three to four weeks to saw it all the trail because again other stuff was going on so we were kind of like splitting time and all that stuff but one of the last times we did uh one of the last times i remember that us doing it uh we were sodding around the pond area so and, and the bad thing was around the pond area there were some pretty steep yeah it, it, it. kind of dropped right um, down yeah it was like a little dam that they had built uh, by the pond area and so it was pretty steep on some of those areas well, another cold and rainy day, because I remember it was, we, we all had Carhartt jackets on, our bibs on, and we were freezing cold, and there was wind and rain in our face. Um, that morning alone, four hours, so we did a four hour, because the first hour was always like do, picking up, go do trash, like change yeah. trash cans, pick up trash, stuff like that. So from eight o'clock till 12, uh, our four hour morning, we did 32 pallets of sod. Oh, Lord. There was eight of us. That's nuts. We did 32 pallets of sod. It's impressive. It was impressive, but we wanted to kill our director. Because at the time, our director was the one who was like out there. He was out there with us, and he was like pushing us to do go faster and do more. Hated it. Yeah. Wind in your face. Literally like face chapped. Yeah. Like you get it. Hit. You know, the, the the quicker you get it done, the quicker you get to leave. Yeah. But at the same time, dude, it's that's freaking cool. Yeah. yeah it's like it's that's, wet and rainy that, and cold. And our thing was, it was like, why are we, why are you trying to force us to do all this by this morning? Because he was literally like, he's like, I got 32 pallets. We're going to have all of it done by this morning. We're like, well, why? Like, he's like, you know why? Good luck. Because he said, we have another 32 pallets coming tomorrow, and he wants them all done tomorrow. So two days back to back, we did it 30 plus pallets. We're like, I'm going to be sick tomorrow in four and today, hours. boss. <laughs> oh, no. He he was one of those that he like he almost like made you feel guilty about taking off and like so none of us wanted to take off and he he would also like not punish you but like he would basically like you'd get the crap out in a way yeah kind of in a way almost punish you for like taking off Um, because I want to say he made it to what he said none of y'all can take off these couple of days I'm pretty sure he said that Uh, and there were multiple times that he had said stuff like that and Mm -hmm. I was like eh not great but um, yeah that 
what that as soon as we did that, that absolutely became like the worst day yeah. I'd ever had on TV's campus. Oh man, your worst days are so much worse than oh, mine. Terrible. I'm telling you, like I appreciate so much what I learned from DBU. Because again, like once you do a job like that, in in my humble opinion, I've never done construction work. I've never done stuff. Like, but like landscaping at the level of landscaping that we did at DBU. I personally think is one of the hardest blue collar jobs. Yeah, landscaping is rough. Um, because and luckily, especially when you're getting in and you don't know nothing yeah, about it. Gratefully, we were only at we were on an eight hour work day. You know, we had a lunch. Yeah. Like it wasn't like you're doing twelve to twelve, like a like a twelve, 12 hour to 12, day. Twelve. The more you, the quicker you eat your lunch, um, the more you get paid. Kind of deal. But, you know. But still, but but there was multiple days where we were staying super late on uh, a lot of the time, especially that last year that I worked there. We stayed late a lot. Yeah. Um. And do yeah, just because the level of what we had to do and the the like aspect of danger that some of the stuff came into play of what we had to do, yeah, normal crews wouldn't do that. Um, and it and it always killed us because again, we got I got paid like fifteen bucks an hour yeah. to do that job, and we always argued, we always complained about that because like we're, we're like, look, like we're not anywhere close to the the standard of like if you if I were to go to a crew outside of the campus yeah I would be getting twenty five bucks for what we're actually doing like the amount of stuff we did because we did not only were we landscapers we did the irrigation we did everything planting or we did the dirt work for a lot of construction like yeah. we did bless you we did all kinds of stuff that wasn't technically a part of like landscaping that we had to do. Um, yeah, it was DBU. I'm grateful for everything that I learned and and was a part of my experience at DBU. But it was that was definitely by far the toughest job I'll ever have. Um, which again, it's like I know I can do it, so it's like cool. I can do anything yeah. at this point. Um, I You're know like, whenever I, I get that. my house, I'm gonna have a nice lawn to an extent. <laughs> yeah, and so it was like I know I can do that. I know if I needed to, again, I I don't think I'll ever work landscaping again. Yeah. If I absolutely had to, you could. No big whoop. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, um, but but yeah. So like that that is the good side of it. Is like it, it prepared me for whatever life throws at me because I do. I, yeah. I understand that I can handle whatever is coming. Yeah. My my uh, honorable mention that didn't make the top five wasn't a DU as a sealmaster. My my most recent job. Yeah. So one of the things we had to do. So sealmaster, if you don't know, is a company that um, all the the. the does like road stuff paving and and pavement and seal coating and stuff like that so all the black tar and stuff you see on that like the overlays and the finished i hate that stuff. road stuff that's that's what we that sold sucks. so what the our main seal our main seller was the sealer yeah uh which is the the final black spray stuff that you see on top of roads um we sold them in these big anywhere from five to eight thousand gallon tanks all the time so you like i like when i was at fort worth the Dallas location branch made the stuff and they would send me it. So they bring a truck over and they pump it in a mine and it would just sit in that tank. Well, at the end the winter season is like the slow period. Uh, and that is when you clean out the tanks. Nice. So we, and we had to go in the tanks and ship out. So like when you sit, when you wow. clean them out, obviously you drain it as best you can. Yeah. Um, and then the sealer, sealer gets built up. It's a tacky hot substance. So yeah. it gets, stuck on the walls and it crusts over and all that stuff so yeah we had to go in there with chippers and like handgun chippers and chip out the entire tanks we did that and i did that um i did the fort worth one 
which wasn't a bad one because that tank had been dry for years. They didn't use it, and so it wasn't horrible. It wasn't like a fresh tank. Yeah. Because that was even worse because it's sticky and, you know, it sticks a lot harder and it's so harder to chip off. But then I, there was a couple times I went to Dallas that we did some of the trailers that the, that they pulled, and the, those were tough because it's it comes off as like kind of like sometimes gooey and and really like so you just get just, nasty. Just chipping away isn't easy. Um, it that was like an honorable mention because it wasn't that it was hard. And again, I'll tell you what I didn't think it was that hard because of some of the stuff I did at DBU. Because yeah. they like my employee, my my. Um, my coworkers and stuff were trying to tell me like, oh, you're going to hate this. It's the worst thing ever and stuff. And I got in there. I'm like, okay, yeah, it sucks. We're in a confined space. So it's like, and you have a mask on and stuff. Like, so yeah, it's you can't breathe hard it to breathe, you know, hard to see stuff. Like I'm like, that sucks about it. But I'm like, I've done so much worse stuff at DBU. And I, and they wouldn't believe me. I'm like, trust me, I've done worse stuff at DBU landscaping than I did this. So I didn't hate it, but that was definitely an honorable mention just because uh-huh. it was something different that I'd never done. And it was somewhat tough. See, when it comes to my work stories, which I don't know where we're at on time, hopefully we're not too bad, I'm probably pushing close to an hour. Yeah. Um, I, I never really dealt with like crappy situations or really horrible working conditions, you know, because I mean, I graduated and I worked at a dealership, you know, mm. as a mechanic. Um, and for me, the biggest was stress. Like, oh my gosh, dude. Because like, nobody communicates in that place. Like, it's just awful because the like, dealership? yeah, they're horrible at communication. Yeah, their service riders will, will, the customer will call and talk to the service rider and the service rider's like, Oh, I see that your part came in. They're going to get it done today. And I'm like, I didn't even know the part came in. I remember one day, um, I was out the door at three left work. We left for work 3am, picked up another guy cause his, he got in a wreck or something, didn't have a vehicle. So I picked him up. It's like, 345 were you know he has a key to the shop so we're getting in starting of the day so i can get some stuff knocked out because i i had like it was wild i was 18 years old and i had like 15 tickets you know and that's like 15 vehicles to work on he had like 10 or 12 you know and mine were like a bunch of recalls and stuff little stuff but like i remember looking at these other guys that are like 30 and 40 in the shop they had like two tickets and like they wouldn't give any tickets to the other guys because they didn't want to work you know, they had, they'd hit their 40 hours because we worked flag rate. Mm. And flag rate means if a job pays you an hour and you do it in 20 minutes, you get paid an hour. That's mm. just how it works. You know, if you figure out how things work, you can, you know, you're good at your job. You know, transmission would pay seven hours. Would only take me about four and a half to five hours sometimes on a transmission if I've done enough of them and if I was kind of in a good mood or whatever. But so, like, you can make, you can get 90 hours a week easily. You know, people do that stuff. And, and the guy that I was, you know, wish I could have trained under, you know, um, I didn't get to train under him. I was supposed to, but something happened and he didn't get to train me. And I think I actually probably would still at least have been there longer, you know, if I had um, trained under him. But like, I remember I had like 10 or 12 tickets. So I get in there and I knock one out in like four hours and it's a tear out the entire dash just to replace an EVAP core. Sucks. So you're, you're talking, you know, four and a half, five hours worth of work, you know, for something that you're getting paid four and a half, yeah. five hours worth of work, you know? But then, like, we also did, like, a lot of insurance claim stuff. So this lady had gotten in a wreck in her Nissan Maxima, and, like, dude, it covered, like, they ordered a bumper in, go ahead and get it sent off the paint so I can put it on. But hers was, like, the bougie, you know, like, full-blown package Maxima. So it had the adaptive cruise control. It had, like, the steering assist and everything. And you don't realize how much you don't know 
until you start working on stuff that you've never, mm. you, you didn't even know existed partially. Um, and so like this, the service writer comes out and she's like, Hey, I called that customer. They're going to be here within the hour to pick that car up. I hadn't even started working on it. I had six hours worth of work to do on it. And so like, I, like, again, I never was working in like bad conditions or anything, just enormous amounts of stress for yeah, an 18 year old. Just like an overload. Yeah. No, not even like, yes, yeah, 17, 18 year old, like not knowing how to handle this stuff. And, and I will say like, it's a very political thing, you know, like if you're friends with somebody, you can get you oh, know yeah, stuff yeah. done a little bit easier. And I wasn't very good at being political. Cause I was just like, you're going to know my thoughts. You're going to know exactly how I feel about you. And, and we exchanged lots of words there. Um, <laughs> And, and I think that's a partial to where I, where I work now, um, which is great. But yeah, I, I, I remember like literally just loads and loads of work and not enough time. And I was, I got there at 3am and like did like four jobs that day, you know, each job took, you know, hours to do, but then I also had, I was still working at AutoZone. So I had two jobs during this time. Mm. So I was up at three that morning and I don't think I went to bed till about 10 30, 11 o'clock. And then I was Why'd up. Why'd you keep AutoZone if you were full time at the... I wasn't making enough money because they moved me to flag rate before I really knew what I was doing, right? So I was making like 18 bucks an hour at hourly rate. and That wasn't enough money? Oh, you had your car? No. I forgot. You had your oh, car. No, no, hold on. I was making hourly at that time. Then they moved me to flag. So like I was getting these really nice checks, you know. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't making 18. I think I was making 15. But, you know, 40 hours a week at 15 bucks an hour is a decent check, you know. That's okay. That's it it was decent you. when you're right out of high school and, and oh, the, yeah. the job you worked prior to that was Pizza Hut and making eight bucks an hour. So I was making almost double what I used to make. Yeah. And so, and no, I hadn't owned the car then. I bought a, I bought that truck that I had. It was Blue Dodge. I don't so know how are you not making money? Well, like, okay. So when you, you work, when, you, well, when you work flagged rate, you don't, if you're there for 40 hours, if you don't have work, you don't get paid for 40 hours of being there. So I, I've put in 60, 70 hour weeks, but only getting paid like 20, 30 hours because I was getting screwed on warranty jobs and all this other stuff. Mm. Warranty doesn't pay crap if you want to know. Um, so anybody wanting to be a mechanic, just kind of think. And, don't and, do and, warranty. Uh, don't do warranty work. <laughs> Make them pay. Um, but yeah, so like just an enormous amounts of stress. Um, and like with AutoZone, I just had, you know, kind of a crappy boss, honestly. He was supposed to work 50 hours a week. He worked probably about 25 to 30 mm -hmm. and then would just leave us there to work and figure it out. So we got screwed a lot yeah, there. So many part-time jobs are yeah. not the best. And that was another thing. As I was working, like I, there were multiple times I went over 40 hours as a part-time, and I hit it so many times that if I hit it once more, they had to pay me. Uh, they had to move me to full-time. And then so he like that next week, he worked me like 10 hours. So like going to work, literally working 40, sometimes 43, 44 hours a week. And then all of a sudden you're like down to 10 and it's like, what the freaking crap, man. And they don't want to pay you. They don't want They don't want to give me benefits. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of shady stuff. Um, like, like I said, it's just a little different. Didn't have to work in really crappy conditions, just stupid stress and stupid people. And, and now that I'm older, I probably would, I, if I went, wanted to go back, I could probably manage it a whole lot better and do a lot better, you know, but like. I just didn't play, but I didn't, I, I wasn't smart and the people really clearly did not care, you know? And so like now where I work, you know, it's an entirely di different atmosphere, but there've been yeah. days there where like it really sucks. Yeah. Uh, workload is always, it, it's always going to suck no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get uh, like 
there was so much. There's a lot of po- political stuff at yeah, DBU too, and and so I learned much. that a lot more when I went full time. Like yeah. when you went full, when I went full time, I started to see just the behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, the behind the scenes of everything, um, and and it helped me understand a little bit of where my got my bosses were coming from. Yeah, because uh, again, it's like it's not on them. It was yeah. on the people up top who didn't even they don't understand. Yeah, they don't. They're not doing what we're doing. They don't yeah. understand some of the stuff because yeah. it's like we're all. You're always like, why the heck are you making that decision? That doesn't make sense. Well, it's like, of course they don't know what makes sense for us or not because they're not doing what we're doing. Um, that was always the issue. Yeah, dude, working in the elements, trash. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't do it if oh, you don't have well, to. Well, like I work in a shop now. If you, you work know. inside, oh, do it. Well, yeah. like even then, like so one summer, you know, like we were opening up the doors, and it was it was pushing to where honestly we we could have turned the ACs on, but I get it now. Now that I pay an electric bill, you know, like I realize just how much an electric bill can go up if you're running mm. ACs, you know, and especially in a big old shop like that. And, and this was like, we have this one company who would send us pallets pallets of drive shafts and what they would what we would do is we just shorten them up and then rebalance them rebuild them to where they were at the right length because they're taking trucks and making them longer making them shorter whatever well they quit doing this thank god because they've they gone to adding a certain part that made it to where they didn't have to do a two-piece shaft which means the shafts you have to build one and then build the other and then put them together and balance them you know mm-hmm. and, and work them together so like that week we built 14 sets so 28 drive shafts alone on these massive drive shafts that weigh probably about 100 pounds a piece when they're put together and that's just one piece so like two pieces 200 pound drive shaft you know like luckily i don't have to lift when we have a hoist but so we had those on top of uh, a company called halliburton was un- what they do is they shut down a rig bring it in take every drive shaft off of it which would be like some small ones some medium size some big ones some just really long small ones like like 20 drive shafts off these things you know and those came in too and dude i remember that week it was like it was the summertime it was about to hit the summertime so realistically it was probably like april may where it can still get in the you know easily up into the 90 plus so we're in a shop working and it's like i think i read the thing and it said like 98 in the shop we have the fan going we're not turning the acs on because it's already like too hot too hot to really cool it down like it would just be impossible dude we built like 70 plus shafts that week or something like that and this was like right after i kind of first started working so like i knew what to do but i was still struggling (laughs) that's probably the worst week i've had at where i've worked now and that was like first year there i'm now five and a half years in and i'm like bring it you know whatever i don't care so but i think that's gonna bring us to the end of this one sound too bad yeah we're just over an hour i do want to say well i'll give one more story and then we'll call it because i just remembered it and it was funny and talking about like Dude, we did some sketchy stuff at DB, like like non OSHA approved. Like if oh, yeah. OSHA ever did, oh, we'd, stuff, we'd get shut down. We so we did one year. They had us trim all of the uh, crap. What are the bushes called? Um, can't remember what they're called. It's the, the they're, they're all shrubby. kinds of different. No, no, no. They're they're like they start out as a root, but then they go all kinds of different. Yeah. What are they called? I can't remember what they're called. I don't know. It's um, a bush. I know what you're talking about though. But they had us trim them all. None of us had ever trimmed them, so we didn't know what we were doing. Well, we ended up killing ninety percent of them because we, we trimmed them. We trimmed them all too short, and we didn't know it. They and all so died. the next year, they were just bare and all dead. <laughs> nice. But when we were trimming them, uh, there's this one. It was like a. There's like probably eight or nine of them around this 
uh, like an AC unit that was out in this field that we had, and they had did they had made a brick wall around it to kind of cover it, basically, like nice. make it look yeah, hide the hidden. hide the ugly yeah. stuff. Well, we had to trim all those. Well, those suckers were twenty foot tall. So Goodness. me, me and Clay, and um, I think it was Caleb at the time. Us three. We were in charge of trimming these, and again, tall. So what we had to do, we had to get up on the and this. So this brick wall that lined the thing was a brick wide. It was a brick wide, just a tall brick wall, one brick. Oh lord! We had to get up on that with chainsaws, <laughs> and we were, and trim the top, and, and literally, literally just reach as high oh, as we could man. and trim the tops of them, whatever. So I have photos. I don't know if I still have them. Clay took them. I remember. Of, and, and so this is during the winter time, so we're in bibs. So like under my bibs, I had sweatpants on because I was always cold. Yeah. Well, it was at the time where it's like in the mornings it's freezing cold, but then it gets hot in the afternoon. So I had shed my bibs. I had sweatpants on and like a DBU t-shirt or whatever. I'd also like pulled up my sweatpants because it was hot. And so there's a photo of me in boots with my capri sweatpants pulled up to my knees and I'm I'm one le- one leg standing on the one wide brick the other leg was standing up captain morganing up on the tree on the on bush. a limb yeah. that I wasn't cutting at the time and I was up doing this reaching high over my head with a chainsaw oh, trying Lord. to cut a limb sketchiest thing we'd ever did oh man it was fun because like we all kind of saw the humor in it like dude this is super stupid yeah but it was like but sketchiest thing we ever did but okay we'll end it there because it's we're 10 minutes over about 10 minutes over an hour it's gonna be a long episode it's a little longer episode but hey that's fine some people might be okay with that so uh had some fun talking about Sketchy moments Gosh, and just you. the worst jobs. Uh, Clearly, Chandler has had worse jobs than me. Yeah, so. my jobs are pretty rough. But, but again, I was like, that was really the worst "quote unquote" job I ever had, and it, and it wasn't that it was. It was just the stuff we did was super sketch sometimes, and yeah, having to work in elements sucks. But uh, all right. man, thank you all for listening. If yeah. you're still listening, this is a long episode, but continue to listen, please. Uh, if you're on, ooh, this is something I need to start bringing up. Yeah. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple Music, please give us a review. Yeah. Giving reviews helps us get the episodes out. Yeah. Um, so it'll help the algorithm. The better review is, obviously, the algorithm will actually push it push it to more people. So five stars, please, if you enjoy it. If you don't. That's okay. Leave the one star. Uh, I mean, I- <laughs> tell me, you can make, leave the comment, but still five stars. Shoot me a text. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you comment what you will, but five star. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that'll that'll really help. Hey, um, you can always share it too, because I know Chandler shares yes, it on the Facebook. Yes, I share it on Facebook all the time. Um, again, you can share it on all platforms, I think. Um, oh. But yeah, give some reviews. That'd be helpful. Obviously, once we get a camera, we'll start putting them on YouTube, and that'll hopefully help boost the productivity of it and just the, the outreach of it. But I appreciate everybody listening, um, the, the few that have stuck around and listen. I love y'all. Um, and we'll see you next week.